A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's Talksport Daily podcast with me, your host. Yeah, him, Andy Goldstein. Bit of a bit of a tan today because I was uh, at well, not tan. I'm sort of burnt, but that's what we do, isn't it? Of course, uh, us Brits when we go abroad. Back in the day when you could get on a plane and anyway, doesn't forget all that. It doesn't matter. We'll be there soon. Stop moaning, everyone. Well, you started it. Doesn't matter. We've got a good podcast coming your way, and it begins with the PFA Chief Executive Gordon Taylor. He suggested that if the Premier League returns, matches should last less than 90 minutes. The Premier League have said this idea hasn't been discussed. And why would it? Of course, he's just the PFA chief exec. He looks after the players, has nothing to do with the game. And thank the Lord for that. Here's the take of Adrian Durham on Drive Time. saddens me that people have really given this any credence and clout whatsoever for so long football journalists in this country have not really done anything other than ridicule Gordon Taylor and understandably so and yet all of a sudden he comes out with this and they're taking him seriously come on people Gordon Taylor's come out and said there could be shorter halves we all know he's talking rubbish we've waited for weeks and weeks and weeks for Gordon Taylor to say something in his very privileged position as PFA chief and after the long wait all he's come up with is this utterly ludicrous statement which has made him a laughing stock and shown he is not fit for purpose. Players must be embarrassed to have him representing them. Shorter games is not an option. It was never an option. The Premier League have said that. Journalists are embarrassing themselves by not treating this statement with the contempt it absolutely deserves. I've even seen some who are of the opinion that seasons should be voided. They've grabbed hold of what Gordon Taylor said and said, see what we're coming up with now. Shorter halves, it's ridiculous. Whatever next, rock, paper, scissors. They're actually using his ludicrous statement as a reason to say, yeah, void the season, it's ridiculous. They haven't got any ideas. If that's the best Gordon Taylor can do, he should just retire. At least stay out of this conversation, Gordon, because that was damaging. Players must be so embarrassed. They must be laughing at their own union chief. Now, this is Jim White and Natalie Sawyer and their guest Simon Kate Price's ex-husband, Jordan, on the reason why the PFA want football to return in this country. Mm, could it be money? Mm, let's find out. The idea that I'm hearing that the PFA have the audacity to be engaging high-profile legal uh, accountancy firms to investigate or to establish the financial viability of football clubs and then to establish the financial viability of their owners is almost beyond comprehension in terms of the audacity. Football is trying to come back for one reason, money. And the only reason it's trying to come back for money is so it can give it to the players. Yeah. 
yeah. and the players mm. might not want to come back and around and around we go on this insidious, nasty, ghastly little carousel of generating money to give to the players. Now, the wonderful Laura Woods was joined on the TalkSport Breakfast Show this morning by Super Ali McCoy, Macca, as I'm trying to get everyone to call him, and Freddie Flintoff, or Andy, to his mates. Actually, his mates probably call him Freddie, so forget that. Anyway, Ali responded furiously to Sir Rod Stewart telling TalkSport, Rangers are embarrassing not giving Celtic the title. And hear, hear, Mr McCoy. Hear, hear. Sorry, Macca. 13 points in front with only, yeah. I don't know, eight games to go. I think this is such bad sportsmanship. It really does. It's horrid. You know, it's nonsense, right? Come on, absolute nonsense for the idea. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't give anybody anything. You've got to earn it. You've got to win it. I mean, I, I don't understand it. And to, to be honest with you, I, I don't understand where, where Rod's coming from there in terms of causing all the hassle. Actually, Rangers and Celtic have been consistent in their views. And that is, if it is possible, they both want the season to finish. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. I mean, Rangers clearly want that to happen. And I'll tell you right now, so do Celtic. If you're in Celtic's shoes, you'd still want the opportunity to go and win the league. Back now to Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Simon Jordan. They were joined today by the former Football Association chairman, Greg Dyke. Dyke told them that the FA had failed to seize the opportunity to become a global power when the Premier League was in its early stages. A well done, Greg Dyke. The FA had a great opportunity when the Premier League was started to actually become you know, the most powerful element in football yeah. and they failed to take it, I'm afraid. And uh, it was called the FA Premier League. That was, I think, David Dean's suggestion, if I remember right, because I was there at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I remember all those things. It was called the FA Premier League, the FA, but the FA have never had. And, and the power over the years has disappeared, particularly in, in the, the Scudamore years, you know, when Richard Scudamore was running, who, um, who was not a great lover of the FA. When it was set up, I don't think those five clubs that set it up would have done it if the FA hadn't supported them. And at that moment, the FA could have asked for anything and got anything, and it didn't. And I think that's what English football changed that day, and and the the power went to the big clubs. Back now to the breakfast show, and if you're listening to this one quite late at night, I suggest maybe you fast-forward it a bit. Here's Fred and Ali with their own ghost stories. (coughs) Excuse me. I was staying in Ireland, I was filming, and we stayed in an hotel that's used for Game of Thrones, where they cast there. So I'm in bed, minding my own business, half one in the morning, I've got notes on, and I can hear a door going. Someone's at the door. So I'm thinking, well, they can't get him. And then I can hear a key card going in the door, coming in and out. I'm thinking, well, they can't. And then I heard the noise, the door opened, and it's pitch black, and then I can see the light coming through, and this head pops around the end, and saying, Oh, can I have a selfie? I said, no, get out, get out. It's this female voice. I said, get out of my room. She said, just a picture. I said, nah, you have to get out, go on, go. And I'm under my covers. <laughs> so next morning I go down, I says, look, I've got a problem to manager. I says, last night someone came in my room. I said, he went, oh, that'll be the ghost. I said, come on, mate. I said, I don't know much about ghosts, but I know etiquette. They don't use key cards and they don't ask for photographs. You've got a problem here, mate, right? So, so they did the CCTV of it. It was a girl behind reception. 
She's like, it's self-in for a pick for half one in the morning. My previous house was haunted, right? Absolutely no doubt about it. Absolutely 100% no doubt about it. I'll give you one tale, right? I used to have a recurring dream and it would happen. It was, it was, it was terrifying. Once every, certainly two, two weeks, just over maybe what, two or three weeks. Right, okay, not bad. And I'd, <laughs> I'd be lying. I'd be, always be lying in my bed in the same position, right? Facing the ensuite away from the door. And I'd be lying there sleeping, but I'd be awake at the same time. And I could feel the door opening and I could feel somebody walk in the bedroom, Freddie. And I could hear them, but I was paralysed. I couldn't move. It was terrifying. It was horrible. And I must have just yeah. dreamed, as I say, once every two weeks. I could, I could feel the presence of somebody walking through the door, walking round the bed and standing in front of me, but I couldn't open my eyes. I was paralysed. And I could actually smell alcohol. Right? What? I'm oh, telling I've you, used right? that one out. It wasn't me, I'm it was the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It happened, I don't know, as I say, 20, 25, 30 times. Same dream, same recurring dream. I'll give you another another incident in that house. So I was in the Faroe Islands uh, with Rangers at the time in a European Cup tie. And my ex-wife was lying in the same room, same bed. And her mother, uh, my mother-in-law was up. Uh, Alison's mother was up, so the two of them were lying in the bed together. So they both woke up about, I don't know, about four o'clock in the morning, and they could hear somebody outside on the landing, in the landing room walking about. Alison's mother turned to Alison and said, is that Alistair back? And Alison went, no, he's in the Faroe Islands. And it went on for about four or five minutes, and the two of them were terrified. And Alison phoned the police. That's the truth. She phoned the police, and the police came. And she managed to nip into the ensuite and said, there's somebody in the house walking about upstairs. And the police actually went round the round the whole house, and she threw the keys down at the ensuite window to the police. The police came in and searched the house. Absolutely nobody there, not a soul. Yeah, Freddie, and that's what I'm saying. It'd have been a bit. It'd have been strange enough if just the one of them had been lying there and heard it. But the fact that two of them, two, and Alice's mum, two of them looked at each other. There was somebody inside, and also Alison's other aunt, Marjorie's sister, was a nun. She came up and stayed, and stayed in the other room, and in the morning over breakfast she says, you've got a presence in the house, I saw somebody get up the stairs. So have some of that, have some of that! EFL Chairman Rick Parry spoke to the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee yesterday about the resumption of football and how the pandemic could affect the game going forward. I do think we need a complete reset. I, I think we, we do need to look at the, the redistribution of the revenues. I touched on parachute payments, which I think are a, an evil that needs to be eradicated because we have, we have six clubs in the championship in receipt of parachute payments, giving them an average of 40 million a club. Uh, the other 18 clubs get four and a half million each. Um, so they are then struggling to try to keep up and uh, you know lower down the solidarity money is, is welcome, but it's it, it becomes very, very small. So, yeah, I do think there is a need for a, a reset. I wouldn't call it a bailout. I'd call it a restructuring and a rethinking. But, yes, for me, it's, it's overdue and it's necessary. And, of course, Simon Jordan had to have his two pennyworth. So this is him responding to Parry's comments. It's called putting your best foot forward. It's called tub thumping. It's called making sure that people are put on notice that a set of leagues, League Championship, League One and League Two, if there isn't some support and some financial support, 
are going to go bust. So Rick Perry is doing what he should do, which is having the courage of his convictions and lead. What he does also need to do is get control over what's happening with the players, with the PFA, with the funding. And this idea that they're going to be able to really hold the Premier League to account. I'm sorry, if the Premier League want to pull up this drawbridge, they will. They're accountable to themselves. Yeah, They will pull it up. And if they don't want to do relegation because it maintains a status quo for them, they'll do it. Time now to hear from TalkSport's roving reporter. I say roving, I mean, he's in his house at the moment, so he's probably roving around his kitchen and his front room and then maybe his garden if he's got one, maybe his lounge, maybe that little... What's that little room called where you keep, like, the bread? What's that little room called? Pantry. Do you keep it in the pantry? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I doubt very much if James Avenger's got a pantry. Maybe, maybe he has. James, if you're listening, tweet me. And in fact, I couldn't give a monkey's if you've got one or not. Anyway... James has been speaking to the Everton defender, Lucas Dean. Now, Lucas covered a number of topics from playing under Carlo Ancelotti, the love from the Goodison Park fans and his own ambitions. It must be great for you to work with Carlo because when you joined PSG, you just missed each other because he left, yeah. what, two or three weeks before you joined? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spoke with, with Leonardo when, uh, when I joined to the, P, to the PSG and uh, it was uh, more for Ancelotti, but <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't play for him, but now I can uh, and I'm happy to. I want to talk to you about playing in the Merseyside derby, actually, because you've played in El Clasico, you've played in Roma versus Lazio games at the Stadio Olimpico, but how different is this rivalry between the, the two teams every classico i think is uh, every derby is different but i think this one is uh, is really different because we are we feel the the big pressure and when we play uh, at home you feel it's a different game when we play at goodison and the, the atmosphere is amazing and i think it's the best uh, when i played and what are your own personal ambitions i know you like to see your stats do you have the ambition and the belief that you can be not only the best left back at everton not only the best left back in the Premier League, but one of the best left backs in Europe. Yeah, why not? I try uh, to do my best every time, and uh, and I give my best for the team. But the most important uh, stay the team because if you don't have the team, you can't do nothing. And uh, for me, the the most important is to to win the game. And after, if you win, if you can help, I can do. But the most important stay the team. After, if I can do my best and. To be one, uh, one of the best left-back in England, uh, I will be happy in Europe more. <laughs> now, you remember that Ravel Morrison was on the podcast yesterday. Well, the former Manchester United youth coach, Rennie Mullenstein, not Stein, joined the guys on breakfast and insisted that they tried everything with Morrison to fulfil his huge talent. But like many others, they failed. Like I said, we didn't leave any stone unturned. We've had millions of conversations with him, which a lot of time Rafael acknowledged. Yeah, he understood, nodded his head. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the same behaviour all the time. The first team, I can remember the first team players that we thought at some point, you know, he's that talented, he's that good. He will be able to, to play and compete with the first team. Why don't we put him in a first team dressing room and let's see what the first team players when he sees day in, day out what it's like to be amongst first-team players, you know, amongst the Gary Neville, the Paul Scholes, the Gary Neville's, the Rio Ferdinands and, and the, and the Rooney's, and, and, and again, that didn't help. So there is, there is, in some cases, sometimes you need to dig a little bit deeper. 
and and there are some sort of psychological issues, some social issues in the background, which are very hard to mend uh, by the looks of it. Now, it's time, of course, to hear what happened on last night's Sports Bar. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm recording this, of course, the night before. Oh, finally, you're admitting the truth. Yeah. So I've no idea what happened on yesterday's show, which is, of course, tonight, because it's now 10 to 9, and I want to air it in an hour and 10 minutes. But I reckon it will be a really, really good show. Oh, why do you reckon that, then? It's not even happened. Yeah, it's a good point. It could be rubbish. You're one word short. I think you should give that to Jake. Get the blank out of here, Tommy. You almost had me there. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost hit. Let's listen to it. In your own time, Josh. Josh, Rufus, you haven't bleeped the answer, apparently. Why not? <laughs> you haven't bleeped. Josh is quickly bleeping you the answer. You haven't bleeped the answer, Rufus. So you haven't edited it correctly, is that right? No, I, I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, well, let's play it then. Play it, Josh. No, apparently I haven't. <laughs> I'll tell you what we do. I'll tell you what we do. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what we do. This is amazing. No, I'll tell you what we do. Listen, I'll tell you what we do. Hold on. Yeah, he's got it. He's we'll got it. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, we'll just hold dump on, it. Hold on. Hold on. We'll play it. If the listener hears a dump, then we'll know that, that Rufus didn't do his job. If okay. he hears it, then he knows it, he did do his job, okay? So let's hear the answer. It's done for Dump! 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 Did you dump? Yeah. I definitely I definitely have. That must be the original one. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you forgot to To listen no, I... to that go out is actually it's panic. Frightening. It's... That must be the... I must have I slotted in the wrong one because I have I have got one. Slotted in the wrong one! <laughs> I must have done the actual the raw. Do you know what? I'd love to do that conversation with Lee Clayton. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Lee. I slotted in the wrong one. Slotted the wrong one. You got Joe Pesci dropping it. Do you mind telling me, Rufus, why you you, you let Joe Pesci drop 37 F bombs? I was like, yeah, I slotted in the wrong one, Lee. There's a lot. It's very. There's a lot of uh, lot of editing had to do for the. Wow, that's amazing. Well done, Josh. Well done, Josh. Well, that's it for another podcast. You think a couple of things to remind you of. If, of course, you want to download previous ones or future ones, you can do it via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Acast. And how about this reminder? Live. What? There can't be any live sport. Yeah, there is. Live horse racing from Hong Kong. It's back on TalkSport 2 from 11 a.m. today. That's Wednesday, today. So you can get your racing fix with all nine races from Happy Valley, exclusively live on national radio. Just download the TalkSport app, swipe left, or ask your smart speaker to play TalkSport 2 to follow the action. Look, it's really easy. Hey Google, play TalkSport 2. I've never heard of TalkSport 2, you must have got that wrong. Oh, well, it must be a fault with that. Anyway, I'm sure that will work itself out. Uh, that's it for another podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Keep your distance. 
Wash your hands. I'm back tonight from 10pm with more of the same with the fun boy Jason Cundy on TalkSport. In the meantime, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Robert, can I ask you, how did we find out about these people originally uh, and their own personal uh, dealings with isolation? Well, they're all fictional. They're all fictional characters. Okay. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.